religion that is pure and undefiled before God is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Amen. Last week here at All Souls, the Reverend Shannon Spencer from 12 Baskets Cafe spoke about the offensiveness of communion, about the offensiveness of the teachings of Jesus. In the scripture last week, we heard Jesus speaking to the disciples about sharing the bread sharing the body and the blood. And we heard the disciples say, this teaching is hard. Who can accept it? After listening to them complain, Jesus responds saying, does this offend you? Jesus seems to be encountering people offended by his message and his very life at every turn in his ministry. In today's gospel, Jesus is confronted again by leaders, by those in power, the Pharisees and the scribes. They're asking Jesus if he considers himself to be a Jew— And if he is a leader and a teacher like they are, why are his people not following the traditions that define them? If he's a Jew, why are his disciples eating with unwashed hands? The Pharisees are asking him why he is allowing dirty people to serve him, to learn from him, to eat with him. Jesus, in turn, unapologetically calls them hypocrites who know the law and tradition of people but ignore the law of God. Once again, the people around Jesus who are in power are offended by his teaching and his way of life. Now, this doesn't stop Jesus from teaching. For Jesus This conflict, these people being offended, is simply an opportunity. An opportunity to shine light on the brokenness of the world he is working to heal. Likewise, these readings give us an opportunity to consider that when we live out the call of Jesus, some people will be offended. For the past several weeks, I have spent so much time talking about Kairos West Community Center that it is almost offensive. And I would have loved to prepare a sermon about anything else. And yet, as I read and reread the scripture for today, it was so clear. Let me see. Okay, so Jesus is eating with people who are unwashed, and the people in power are questioning his right to do so. I don't know. I don't get it. What could this possibly be saying to our community? How could we not raise up the present struggle at 610 Haywood Road when offered this scripture text? Now, I say 
I have been talking a lot about Kairos West Community Center, as has the media. But I am sure that there are some people here who are visitors or perhaps haven't heard about the troubles surrounding Kairos West Community Center in the city of Asheville. So a very quick recap. The city of Asheville received complaints from business owners around Kairos West Community Center, which is the community center that All Souls, the National Episcopal Church, and our diocese started about five years ago. They received complaints about some of the people who spend time there at 610 Haywood Road, where we are located. It seems that some are offended by people who live on the streets asking for money. They're offended by seeing drug deals on the corner. They're offended by the sight of dirty, poor, indigent people gathering in large crowds around their businesses or their homes. They're offended by needle litter and curse words, by dirty, unsightly, unkempt crowds of people. I don't know about you, but for me, it is easy to agree that these things are offensive Drug deals and loud cursing and large crowds of homeless people asking for money when you are just trying to cross the street or walk your child to preschool. Yes, complaining about these issues seems reasonable and rational. And it's easy to make this conversation regarding the activity around 610 Haywood Road simply about zoning about laws and traditions. And it would be easy to try and solve the problem of our being offended through more laws and clearer policies, more restrictions and increased governance. But like our scripture points out today, to only focus on the law of man is hypocritical. Hear with me what James writes in our epistle today. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves, and then on going away, immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. To say we are offended by the presence of poor people, dirty people, demanding and desperate people is to look in the mirror and immediately forget what we as a city are like. Frankly, we are right to be offended, absolutely. But by what are we offended exactly? Are we offended by the presence of poor people? Or more rightly, are we offended by the consequences of extreme poverty? Are we offended by the presence of drug addicts and needle litter? Or are we rightly offended by the lack of treatment for the drug addicted in our city? Are we offended by the gathering of large crowds of homeless people on the corner of Haywood Road? Or... 
Are we offended that the city seems to be looking past and stepping over poor and broken people to create more and more space for tourist and resourced community members? So yes, I am also offended. I'm offended that zoning law compliance seems to be more important than the worth of a human life or the accessibility of life-saving resources. I am offended that the burden has been placed upon these four organizations at 610 Haywood Road to prove that we serve more resourced people than we do poor people. I am offended that if we can prove that we serve more resourced people than we do poor people, the violations can be revoked, forgotten, forgiven. You see, the violations that we have been given were not given to us because of what we do, but rather who they perceive that we serve. The unclean, the poor, the needy, the indigent, the transient. We have received violations from the city literally because we are eating with people who have unwashed hands. I am deeply offended that some believe that if we stop serving a free meal, these unclean people will go away, and if they go away, so will the problems that brought them there to begin with. The only way these problems will go away, friends, the only way the problem of poverty, the problem of homelessness, the problem of the lack of space where all are welcome, the problem of a growing drug addiction community, is if we together Together, work to solve these problems through the care and love of our neighbors. The only way we can solve these problems is if we look for the word that will save our souls. Zoning is not the issue a congregant reminded me this past week. Yes, we have a problem in our city, and it is not 610 Haywood Road. It is not even zoning in West Asheville. Our problem, which is a very human problem, is that we have forgotten the law of God and are following instead the tradition of humans, the tradition of profit over people. The tradition of the bottom line of business, the tradition of valuing those with clean hands over those without. Our Holy Scripture is full of nuance and contains ample opportunity for interpretation, and yet our Scripture is also very, very clear. The law of God, the call of a Christian is to love our neighbors as ourselves, our call is to set the prisoner free to bring good news to the poor. Reverend Spencer reminded us last week as well that our tradition of Christianity did not begin with doctrine or law, but with radical table fellowship. That is, with radical invitation and radical welcome. And let's be clear Jesus does not defend the right of his disciples to eat with unwashed hands simply to resist Jewish tradition. Jesus re resists the tradition of the culture, the law of the Pharisees, in order to open the table for all 
to eat, for all to be welcome regardless of the traditions that they follow. Jesus resists the restrictive laws that exclude the poor and the widow, the forgotten, and yes, the offensive. Jesus is willing to offend the powerful to make room for the powerless. And Jesus calls us to do the same. Jesus offers us instead the tradition of radical welcome and table fellowship. The radical notion of knowing and loving our neighbors, of sharing a meal with any, clean or unclean, that is the way of Jesus. And we at 610 Haywood Road are not resisting the traditions of our culture or laws of zoning or the authority of our city just to push back on those with power. We are resisting the enforcement of these four violations based on the economic status of those with who we eat. We are pushing back on these violations to ensure that there is room at the table for everyone. To follow Jesus in the movement of radical welcome, of sharing, and of loving our neighbor. And so many have joined us in this movement. So many have been hearers of the word and doers of the word. So many of you have called your city council people, the mayor, the city managers. Some of you have even gone with us to the many, many meetings they have called us to attend. And we now have legal counsel because of you. You've come to lunch to see what we do. You have prayed for us. You have written letters of support for Kairos West, for 12 Baskets, for Firestorm, for Study Collective. You are lending yourself to a struggle, not simply of resistance, but of radical welcome. And it has been effective, and we are grateful. And I can hear in your voices and in your prayers that you too are offended so let us continue to be hearers and doers of the word and the law of God. Let us welcome with radical hospitality those who God claims as beloved children, clean or unclean, rich or poor. And let us be so offended, so deeply offended by the exclusion of God's children from any meal that there is nothing left to do but follow a religion pure and undefiled before God, a religion that is radical welcome, a religion based in love. Amen.